You know what's totally sick? When you find a good girlfriend that can suck really good cock, and when you're about to come, her teeth falls out on you. That sucks. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? You look uh, you look a bit vexed this evening. Um, why would I be vexed? Well, did you see know. that? Did you see that show? That bro- show about broadcasting, the new Aaron Sorkin show. Is is, is that what's, what's vexing you? Who isn't William Hurt in that or something? Uh, no, the guy or, who looks like William Hurt, uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is in that now. Yeah, I, I, he's from Michigan. You know, I had high hopes. Like I liked The West Wing, and Jeff Daniels from Michigan, and it's supposed to be you know an adult show about the news. I could I watched like the fifteen minutes of the first Boring. episode. It was awful. Boring. And I guess I'm just vexed that it's bringing you know a bad name. You know, brings a bad name to the broadcasting world, and you know we're part of the broadcasting world. Well, so. we're in the we're, we're definitely an offshoot. We're probably not as respected as uh, like NBC or CNN, yeah. but uh, we should. They should be. make a they should make a high production values um, HBO miniseries about the podcasters podcrafting. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd probably it could be, be called, like they have girl, like they have girls. It could just be called like dumbasses, <laughs> virgins. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> no, you know, Wackley, I, I was thinking that there are three reasons that you might be vexed. I'm just kind of looking at you um, and seeing your your face. Your is a rictus of irritation there. I was thinking maybe maybe number one, it's because we're podcasting on a Friday evening. That's always kind of vexing. We've done that before. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, you should be drinking right now. You should be inebriated. You should be at the bar. You shouldn't be, like, talking to a Jewish guy through your computer about yeah, nonsense. Yeah, I, I went out and got plastered Wednesday night and Thursday night, so. Oh, okay. So, it's all right. All right. So now. that's not, that's not, okay. What about uh, the divorce of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes after five years of marriage? Maybe you're vexed because you're concerned about Slurry, the fate of Slurry, the daughter. Well, slurry will be taken care of, I'm sure. It's not like it's not like Tom Cruise is going to be a deadbeat dad, right? You know, I read something that uh, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes had separate bedrooms. They didn't sleep together. Well, what I find funny, and I didn't fact check this, but I saw saw it on the internet, so it might be true or it might not be true. But it sounds true. everything on the internet is true. It sounds true, <laughs> and I'm saying it on the internet right now, so it's doubly true. That uh, his relationship with Nicole Kidman, which they didn't have any biological children, but they had adopted children, also lasted almost exactly five years. And this relationship has lasted almost exactly five years. It's a contract. Uh, Who was he he with before Nicole Kidman? This is going to be some deep news cut. Mimi Rogers, you know who she is? He was with Mimi Rogers prior to Nicole Kidman? I believe that her name is Mimi Rogers. She's that chick with kind of the crooked mouth and those huge tits, right? Well, I thought he was like, I thought he got his start in his career as being John Travolta's masseuse. <laughs> we're not going to go there yet. We're not to that part of the discussion. 
We're talking about his beard relationships, but it is actual gay relationships. But I think it's. But it's almost like you know the, these these relationships last five years because you know it, if one were to be cynical, you would think that it's all a you know PR stunt with a limited contract duration that you have to be married to Tom Cruise for oh five years and then do what you want. Oh, what I want to do is get the fuck away from you, you creep. Well, it's more than a coincidence, though. I mean, five years, two different women, five years. Although he didn't actually have a biological child with Nicole Kidman. I think they adopted two, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I said, right? Yeah. So, it's, but but it's Slurry is actually his, you know, his biological child. Slurry looks like him, so it's. I mean, it could have been the turkey baster method, though. But I, I bet obviously. you she was paid more than Nicole Kidman. Oh, of course. You know, for that contract. plus the plus the further the age discrepancy gets, like the you know the closer he is to a creepy old man, the more you're going to get. But it'll be interesting to see who um, who he marries next. I wonder who's who who wants their career launched. Well, why think. does he just Why does he just come out of the closet? What are you it's, saying? It's he's ridiculous. Gay? It's 2012. <laughs> he's gay. Everybody knows it. And I know I know the conventional argument is that, you know, Midwestern NASCAR watching dumb fucks of which I am one won't watch his action movies if he's gay. But all those dudes think he's a faggot now anyways and they're not watching his movies. Like like you know, the people I know who are like rednecks in the Midwest are like, I ain't gonna see no goddamn Tom Cruise movie, that motherfucking homo. My wife's gonna make me go see it, but I'm not I'm gonna say I'm sick. Yeah, but think about it. I mean, th- these guys suspend their disbelief willingly when you see, you know, muscle-bound Tom Cruise doing his like, you know, scaling a building or whatever it is. But if it's like Harvey think- Firestein scaling a building <laughs> or John Waters, you're going to be like, "Come on." Come well, on, I'm gonna I can't go see buy that. This. I'm going to go see that like five times and make up for it. <laughs> I kind of wish they put John Jesus. Waters in uh, Mission Impossible 7 or whatever the fuck they're on. I want to just hire John Waters to come over and entertain me. But but my, my bigger point about that, I don't, don't want to get off yet. He has like $4 billion, right? He's like the biggest Hollywood movie star, pretty much. He's made tons of movies that are made tons of money. Like, if people are going to see my movies, fuck you. I'm gay. Yeah, but but think about it though. The Church of Scientology will never allow that to happen. They need the money from Tom Cruise. They probably get a That's cut true. of every movie he makes. They've got him brainwashed. Yeah, I mean, I live I live literally like three blocks away from the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center, and it's this scary looking psychiatric building. It's it's really I mean it's it's got to be from like the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. It's huge. It's it's like a whole block, a city block. This building. I wonder what goes on in there. Well, some of it's more modern, right? I mean, it's not well, all- like wings of it, but I mean, it's yeah. there's got to be some brainwashing machines. I mean, there's got to be, uh, you know, I, I bet you they have like electric chairs in there. They they probably have like the Clockwork Orange version therapy. Like they probably show, you know, uh, Tom Cruise vaginas, and he's he's just like, scared and shocked by them. So obviously, he's they they probably made that man gay. <laughs> yeah, keep telling yourself. <laughs> But no, but to answer your question, I'm not very vexed about Slurry or Tom or Katie. All right, all right. So maybe that's not, what, not what's, what's vexing you. I'm thinking you're vexed about the, uh, the, the, third, the third option here, is the fact that you only have one more day, there's just one more day, to legally eat foie gras in the state of California. Foie gras? Foie gras. Foie gras. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever uh... actually eaten foie gras? I believe I have. 
there's sometimes when you're at a dinner and you're drunk and stuff's getting appetizer getting passed around and you're putting stuff in your mouth and and spouting off about some bullshit and you don't really notice what's going on i mean i've had like liver i've had other liver type things pates one of them had to be foie gras, right? So there's a foie gras ban in California that goes into effect this Sunday. So from, from this Sunday going forward, there will be no foie gras legally available in, in uh, California. I did, I did know this, and I have been. This is a little bit vexing to me. Well, I mean, if, I, I, are you a fan of that? Do you ever order that at a restaurant, or is it just something if, but like you come upon like happenstance? Or it's like, okay, a plate of foie gras, I'm, I'll put a cracker in here and eat it. More that, yeah. I don't really, I don't like liver, and I and I will eat, and I'll eat lots of shit. I will eat sweetbreads. I will eat, you know, brain, heart, other kinds of organs. I just don't like the taste of of like you know liver dishes. I just think it's disgusting. I've never eaten it before. Obviously, well, you think all you think all meat products are disgusting. So, yeah, but, but your this, opinion is invalid. But this, okay, it is. I, I understand that, and uh, yeah, I agree with that. But but this, I find more disgusting than bacon. Like you see bacon, you're like, all right, I could, I could see myself eating that. You know, what I mean, it looks like something that's fried. I could eat. Whereas like this this. Goose liver that just it, the consistency alone just and it looks gross. It's just like this brown. It looks kind of like frozen diarrhea. <laughs> lots of things look <laughs> lots of things look like frozen diarrhea that are good. I mean, chocolate frozen yogurt. Yeah, that's taco true. taco meat pudding Re- pops refried beans. Yeah, refried beans do look like frozen diarrhea. <laughs> you can't not eat something just because you think it looks like frozen diarrhea. <laughs> But what pisses my, my, me my off? My added problem with foie gras. <laughs> you know, that's actually, how I remember how to pronounce it because it sounds like the goose. I hate the word. I hate saying that word. It's a French word that Americans should not even say. So let's, let's from this point on, let's just say call it foie gras. <laughs> well, or just do what I do. Don't use the French pronounced accent. Use the duck sound. Foie gras. <laughs> but you sound like the Affleck duck. I mean, yeah. like, I would eat that motherfucker's liver. <laughs> Here's my grass. It's not. It's not just live. Like you know, you eat animals. I'm. I. I make the distinction in my head between animals and people. Like yes, it would not be cool to cut the heads off people and eat them, but they're not animals. It's a fucking pig or a duck. But this is a like diseased organ, and it's intentionally diseased. Well, it's purposely diseased. I mean, they they yeah. they, they fatten it. I mean, I don't know how many people know how they make foie grass. But it's uh, and this is why this is why it's being banned here in the state of California because you have all these bleeding heart liberal PETA activists who uh, who have concerns about the cruelty um, that is done to the geese when they make a uh, foie gras. What they do Quack, is uh, it, the the way they, they the way they feed the the geese and ducks. So it's geese and ducks that uh, that that's how mostly they, geese. I think it's mostly geese. Well, what they do is they use a technique called gavage, which is a process involving Gorging a fowl with grain via a tube pushed down its throat, so they just force feed it grain. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to, to to what point? To the point where its liver swells up and becomes, you know, like a giant, gross, diseased organ. So they look like they have like a tumor sticking out of their feathers. I have no idea. There, there's videos it. all over the internet, right? Because people who are against, who are in support of the ban and against the eating and production of this. You know they they love to put the video ex, expose out there, so I'm you sure know, you can find it. I wouldn't watch it. But. I'm thinking about probably 15 years. They're going to be having gavage at McDonald's. 
I can see a lot of Americans throughout the Midwest. For the actual like, customer? Yeah. Like, they're just going, you just walk up, shove a tube down your throat, and just fries, milkshake, yeah. Big Mac. Whatever happened? I mean, in the 50s, in the futurist, you know, the futuristic movies of the 50s, which we're basically talking about our time now, they would always have the pill, right? Here, have some roast be- a roast beef yeah, roast dinner, beef and pill, you'd eat yeah. a pill, and you'd be like, oh, I'm so full. That would be good for me. It would be, it'd be, I would like that just because, I'm, I mean, it's, just, it's utilitarian. It's fast. It's yeah. expedient. I could just eat the pill, be gone, go on with my day. Go do but another That's what people podcast. used to think was coming, and obviously it didn't come. Now, now you're proposing that what's really coming is just force-gorging people. Is, is I bet you within 15 years, that's going to be the new thing, like KFC or Popeye's. Hmm. So, so wankerly, this, this band's going into effect on uh, July 1st and uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of Californians are uh, proponents of this legislation um, but then well, there are there, a lot of there's people there's two there's two types of cunts in California right <laughs> there's the hippie vegan PETA member that has too many cats that you know all cru- the cruelty to animals and any suffering of an animal is equivalent if not more important than human suffering or or anything to do with humans, right? That's one type of cunt. And then there's another cunt who is like the food snob, the California wine, the, and I like the finer things. The in California life. hedonist. California wines and and I love cigars and my, you know, and I the love going to the, the French laundry and getting foie gras. <laughs> See, those so people – no, but those people are incensed. And what's happening yeah. right now is people are going on foie gras benders. They're trying to uh, – you know, they're trying to take advantage while they can. And so uh, there's, there's diners organizing groups of foie gras crawls, foie gras crawl, <laughs> like crawls. Throughout, you're just, and it, but, but the thing is – Like a pub crawl. I mean, I don't know if people get the analogy. But right? foie like gras isn't crawl. cheap. It's like $185. For serving of this, it's a delicacy. Well, you share, you share it though. I don't think anybody's going in and eating an entire slab themselves, and then going to another restaurant and eating another ty- entire slab, and then in another entire slab. I mean, at the end of that, you might as well just cut your own liver out and eat it because it's going to be diseased. Well, so the Fr- it's a French specialty. It's often served as a complete organ, like you eat the entire fat and liver itself, or it's a mousse or pate. And right. uh, what's interesting about it, there's a history behind foie gras. Uh, more than two millennia ago. The ancient Greeks enjoyed the delicacy. It's been served uh, to the French monarch Louis XIV, uh, passengers on the Titanic, and countless foodies. That's, a, that's another horrible term. Countless foodies across the country. Yeah, let's, let's just agree to call them food cunts. Food cunts. Um, and so food cunts the, the enjoy... Whole, the whole Louis XIV thing, I mean, that's redundant. He, they ate everything, like penguins and fucking zebras and haven't you ever watched those period pieces where they have the big meal and they like bring in like here we found a new animal in in (laughs) in africa let's fucking boil it butcher it (laughs) yeah well so uh so food cunts adore foie gras for its rich buttery flavor um a lot of chefs say it's a central tenet of their cooking repertoire comparable to caviar and truffles but it's the so it's the opposite the other group well, what are we going with? So we have the foodies that are the food cunts, and the other group of the liberals, the PETA people. What are we calling them? Well, all these people are liberal, by the way. This isn't yeah, a yeah. They're all liberals. Okay, so the PETA uh, activists. What are we calling uh, them? I don't know. Animal cunts. Animal cunts. All right. So the animal welfare cunts have long decried the force feeding of geese and ducks. Although a lot of experts believe the method actually of gravage doesn't actually hurt the birds because they don't have a gag reflex. 
It's kind of good. I, I I've heard this, and I've I've actually have watched videos where chefs are like, you know, it's been mischaracterized, but I really think that's like rationalization. <laughs> like I'd be more respectful if you just said, yeah, it's pretty horrible. We force feed the ducks, but it tastes great, and I don't give a shit well, about you know, it's a fucking duck. Even if they if they don't have a gag ref- reflex, they're still having a tube forcibly shoved down its throat. How can that be comfortable? I mean, I'm sure the bird's just like, well, this is all right. I mean, I'm getting some Look, food. Look, if, if things having, if forcing things down someone's throat and then having, don't, not having a gag reflex bother me, then I'm not going to stop watching pornography. <laughs> think about it that way. So animal rights advocates say it's inhumane, causing pain and wreaking havoc with the animal's psychological state. Well, I mean, what, so what about like the fact that they're like, what, they get like six months to live before they're butchered? I mean, that doesn't wreak havoc. The normal duck that's just going to be cooked its entire yeah. body. And that's going to be yeah, hanging I mean, that's, in Chinatown? That's, kind of my, that's my point. And, and, and this is a slippery slope, right? I mean, the, the, the real people that, that are strongly behind this, they would love it if, you know, all butchery of animals for food was outlawed. Well, th- I mean, but that's my question, though. Is, is this any more cruel than the way they butcher pigs? Or cows, a pig. I mean, a pig obviously is a more, you know, has a higher sensory perception than a duck. They have a bigger think, brain than I think a duck. The, I think the difference is that the pig has, wh- whether this is true or not. But I think the the idea is that the pig kind of leads a normal life and eats and and shits and walks around, and then the end is very horrible when you when <laughs> Where you they're screaming butcher, on the electric you, well, yeah, floor. when you cut its throat. <laughs> But it's sort of over instantaneously, and these ducks sort of have like this process that's not very pleasant, probably, and you know, it, goes on throughout their entire life. Yeah, it's over a span of probably like at least like a year. That's the difference. So California would be the first state in the nation to ban the sales and production of foie gras. But in uh, Europe, Italy, Britain, and Germany have already banned it, which I find kind of interesting, especially Germany. I mean, Italy, it, too. I mean, Italy, they eat some really gross shit over there. But I mean, it's like Germans invented like concentration camps. I mean, I, like I hardly think it's like, oh, we're force feeding geese. That's very horrible, you know. But I mean, apparently it is. You, you can shove Jews on a train and take them to a gas chamber. That's cool, but you can't force feed a goose. I don't know. And I mean, you were there, and I was there. I mean, they they have so many odd kinds of meat in their grocery store. I've never yeah. seen a larger, more varied meat counter than when I not and not even a specialty store. Just the corner grocery store had more quantity and variation of meats than I'd ever seen anywhere in America. There are parts of a cow that I had never even heard of before. I, I was... different types of combinations of sausages <laughs> and links and girths and. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised. So in California, a ban of foie gras was signed into law in 2004 by uh, former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. It forbids the in-state sale and production of products derived from force-fed birds. And uh, restaurateurs and the Sonoma foie gras was the only producer in California were given eight years until July 1st, 2012, this Sunday, to adapt. So starting next week... Anyone still serving foie gras at their restaurant will face a potential fine of $1,000 a day. It's quite a deterrent. Do you think the chefs and wait staff at these restaurants on, whatever, June 30th, midnight, are just shoving all the foie gras down their throat as like they leave for the night? 
Well, it's interesting that you say that because right now chefs are scrambling for alternatives. One of one of them is uh, there's they're serving like a vegan option, a vegan pate called faux gras, faux gras. Nobody and wants that. Yeah, it's made of lentils, Not even the walnuts, vegan and onions. That. No, it's, it's just like the gayest thing I've ever heard. Like, who would want that? I wouldn't even eat that, and I'm vegetarian. Gay people don't even want that. Calling <laughs> it gay, it's, it's, just, it's just idiotic is what it is. But, but, but what's interesting, and this is why they're scrambling, is restaurateurs are worried. Because California right now has a reputation as a culinary destination, especially San Francisco. And uh, restaurant owners worry that the food hubs, such as Napa, SF, and Los Angeles, could lose tourism traffic to New York and Vegas. So, so a lot of them are scrambling for different alternatives. And so they say that uh, chefs throughout the state, you know, mainly in San Francisco and L.A., are rumored to be stashing away foie gras to quietly serve to favored customers. And some have considered charging a fee to prepare foie gras brought in by patrons. But they won't sell any of the product in the open. And wackily, this is where we come in. And this oh, yeah. gave this gave me a brilliant idea. I was reading about I was reading the story and it just like and it just kind of popped into my mind. It was an epiphanal experience. Uh, a foie grass epiphanal experience. I say we become foie grass bootleggers. Like the Prohibition era. <laughs> Can we get a cool stock car? Yeah, I guess we could do that. I mean, I, although I think that would drive I think that might be we don't want to be conspicuous about this, especially if we're going to like cuz what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go to another state and smuggle it into California. You don't, you don't drive a stock car to be inconspicuous. You drive a stock car to, when the cops are on your tail, you can get away. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I think if they see us driving a stock car, the cops are going to be like, what the fuck is that? The guy, the guy well, they have a, a stock car. That's, that's weird. It's going to be, it's going to have a, a subdued paint job. <laughs> I say, like, when we fire it up, it's going to sound like, you know, the road warrior car. Now that actually might be a good idea. Maybe that truck from the road war- warrior with the, uh, Oh, the tanker with, just with the full tanker. of <laughs> just, just like cruising down, just having people jump on it, and we have to fight them off. That might be cool. But what I was thinking, I think cool. this might be a bit, I don't know, a bit more convenient and easier, is let's just use the Prius. The Prius, the most inconspicuous vehicle known to mankind. No oh, one to would start su- small, right? Yeah, no, but no one would suspect a Prius owner to be up to any illicit activity. You look at him, you're like, God, that guy's such a fucking dork. Hate you. He's a Prius cunt. He's a Prius cunt. <laughs> I know. I, I own one. Well, plus, I mean, it gets fantastic gas mileage, so that yeah, wouldn't be exactly. cutting into our bootlegging profits. I'm thinking maybe we could put, like, a false hatchback. Actually, you, they do have, like, a cover that kind of looks... But we could put, like, a false hatchback back there, or, like, a false, uh-huh. like, trunk. You know, maybe take out the spare tire. And in it, just put, a like, a what? Like, a cooler? Because you have to probably keep it on ice. Oh, well, and, I was going to ask, does, does the foie gras actually have to be in our boot to be a bootlegger? It's gonna be. It's gonna stink after a while, and I don't know if it will be appealing to buyers. What's the etymology of that term, bootlegger? Go, where, where uh, the- well, after prohibition, all the bars got shut down, so you'd just walk down the street and you'd see some shady dude, and be like, "Hmm, that guy looks like he might have a shot for me." <laughs> and then you walk up and you'd be like, "Hey, buddy, you got any booze?" And they would pull the bottle out of their boot and pour you a shot, and you'd give them like a dime or something. Hmm. Well, I guess it was, in that, it was in that Ken Burns documentary about prohibition. So we would have to. I, I don't know if I'm literally down with like shoving foie gras into my boot, but I do wonder if that's. I'm what, just trying to be authentic, dude. I'm thinking though, in a few years, maybe not even a few years, maybe in a few short months here, there's going to be pushers, foie gras pushers, wandering around with like 
you know, bags of foie gras and they're, you know, selling grass right out of their, uh, selling grass right out of their trench coats, their soiled trench Push, coats. P- pusher implies that you're like trying to get kids off the, like elementary school kids off the playground yard. Like you're shoving it through the fence. Like here, just have some for free. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow though. You can Dude, at the private bucks. schools in this state. Think about it. I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that, that probably used to get foie grass in their lunches. I'm thinking we. I'm, I'm just Perhaps. saying the the, the cuntiest <laughs> of the food cunts might give their kid foie gras in their lunch, but I generally don't think this is a ki- food that kids like. I, I, see, push. I think pusher is the wrong business model. We want to be like the the drug dealer the that is sought out, like the cocaine dealer that all the cool party people are like. Oh, I, I got a guy. I'll call him. And we we, we want to like be the supplier. Pick up the phone, and we're sitting in our our leopard skin bathrobe on our giant leather couch, and we get the call. We're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You just come by, you know, just yourself. Don't bring anybody. And then they come over, and we have like a bejeweled case that we open up, and the foie gras in there. And then, but we don't let them leave. We're like, let's do something before you go. And then we're like snorting <laughs> lines of foie gras. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna then, be like you know, I'm gonna be like Al Pacino with Scarface, just have a big mound on my desk and just shove my face in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's much cooler. Or or that movie, uh I'm thinking of that movie uh what's the movie about John Holmes? Uh Wonderland. Yeah, Wonderland, there's that scene too, right? Yeah, yeah, where they're they're just uh, abusing cocaine. But so, but I think this is a money making opportunity here. I don't think we should discount this. I think we could go to Nevada. I'm sure they have you know, goose farms in Nevada, you know, foie grass manufacturers. And we could oh, just yeah. go there, hey, load Oregon, up the Prius. Arizona, any, any state that has a border with us. Well, Idaho, I think, has a little bit of one. Yeah, we could just go hit all these restaurants. What I find, I guess what's going to be a little difficult is going in the restaurant being like, hey, uh, I got a deal, see? You know, <laughs> do we have <laughs> to talk like to, that? First of all, we're not going to go to a restaurant. We're going to go to like a a food wholesaler. We're not going to like order retail. No, you got to go to the chefs. It's the chefs that are scrambling. It's the wholesalers probably would. I bet you the wholesalers would shy away from it because they would. Are you they, ta- are you talking about us buying it or selling it? We're going to go buy from a wholesaler. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. I thought you were saying then, yeah. No, we're peddling, but we're going to be peddling. You're to always these chefs. one step ahead of me with your Jewish business sense. <laughs> but I was, I was confused. I got a nose for this type of thing, a schnoz, <laughs> if you will. But I, I'm just saying, I think this is a money making opportunity, and I know there's going to be some foie grass peddlers out there. So we might as well get ahead of them, you know, get ahead of the game. A little jump start. What I also like about because I'm mostly concerned with image, uh, two things. I like that you you're a vegetarian. So I'm also similar the to the supply. movies, well, similar to the movies, there's always like the big time cocaine pusher and, but they don't, they're not going to do it or maybe even heroin. They're not going to do it because they're like, a, I'm a businessman. This is a business for me. And then they have the junkie who's like, <laughs> come, they bring along and he's shaking. He's like, test it out, Jimmy. And he tests it. He's like, it's good, boss. It's really good. That'll what? be me. You remember? Like, test it out. Test it out wackily. And I'll be like. You know, I'll eat a little bit and be like, oh, my God, it's so delicious. <laughs> and I'll be super fat because all I ever do is eat foie gras when we're going to the dealer, our, our suppliers. It's going to be awesome. You remember New Jack City? Remember Pookie? It was uh, Chris Rock's character. You're, you'll be kind of like a fat version of Pookie, but you'll be eating right. foie, foie gras. <laughs> 
I'll just have like fifteen chins, and I'll constantly, I'll constantly have a napkin in my in my neck. I just never take it out. She's like, oh yeah, give me some more of that. I think champagne. Uh, although I think you're gonna have to be packing. I'm definitely going to have to get a weapon. We're we gonna pack. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be packing some heat. I also want to wear an ascot. I think an ascot because I, I'm going to look, you know, distinguished. And ask I'm pushing it, but I'll, I'll allow it. You okay? All right. I'm totally down with this. I, I think life. I think we should we should figure this out. I know we're gonna have to like come up with a pricing structure. I don't know how much you you would charge for. I mean, if it's if it's it's contraband, it's definitely something that's not going to be easily Black procured. Market. You know, you charge it's what the market will bear. Yeah, I think I think we'll have to figure it out. The next thing you have to do is uh, we're gonna have to keep abreast of all the com- the competition and eliminate them. So we might need to hire like some uh, some muscle. We know people. We we have some people. I don't know. That's going to be kind of cool. Are we going to have to come up with like a name? Like, are we going to have to have pseudonyms? We already have pseudonyms. Oh, yeah. I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> Can we call it the Unfunny Diarrhea Club? Wink. Yeah, that's a good idea. The Not Funny Diarrhea Club. Little do people know. Wink. Remember, parentheses, wink. Wink. So the, so the buyers know that it's not really diarrhea. Well, people, people in California, rest assured, you'll have your fo- your foie grass if it's up to us. <laughs> oh, I should probably also mention, I don't really want to work hard. Remember, I'm very lazy. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like, fuck, I got to get down to fucking San Joaquin to this restaurant and then all the way up to Sacramento for the other one. And then like, you know, oh shit. And then it's like burning the midnight oil, delivering foie gras to everyone. I want to yeah, but- do like one delivery a week. We'll start out, though, doing our own deliveries. Within, like, a few months, we'll have our own people working for us. We'll have a syndicate, a crime organization. Mm. Are we just going to be ruthless so they know not to double-cross us? Oh, yeah. That's what the gats are for. Like, if you double-cross us, we, like, suffocate you with foie gras while you're, you're tied to a chair? <laughs> we force-feed you fo- foie gras. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, that just, would well, be... no, we force-feed them grain, and then we sell their liver to like their family in their unwittingly eating their own friend or dad or whatever. Now that, now that's like, that's yeah, almost a Hitchcockian. We're really sorry that, we're really sorry that Knuckles, uh, you know, was killed in the line of fire, but have this foie gras on the house. <laughs> you wake up with a dead goose head in your bed. <laughs> Just a severed goose head. That'd be cool. This so- is going to be awesome. We're going to have tons of bitches, right? All these, all these, contraband black market dealers have like really hot women right oh yeah we have to okay it's kind of like iced tea and cocoa you know we're gonna have to have Scar- like a scarface big... had uh, michelle, uh pfeiffer, right? michelle pfeiffer yeah and but you know what the thing is you're gonna have to keep those bitches away from the supply that's for sure i'll be, I'll be in charge of that we'll give them a little bit to get them in but i want to make sure they're not doing our stuff you got to give them enough <laughs> to get them you know lubricated <laughs> People, this is episode uh, 336 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 335. Uh, we had two, well, I don't know if I'd necessarily call them beheading stories. I could say two debodying stories. Uh, the first was about a Turkish wife debodying, and the second was about an Indian daughter debodying. Uh, the story that ended up winning was the uh, Indian daughter story. So congratulations there, listener two. Uh, you won episode 335 here, Sick and Wrong. People, you know the way the show works. Wackerly and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes. Winner gets a sick and wrong care package. You can send your stories to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Submit them via Twitter or through Facebook. Uh, before we get to our stories here for this week's show, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. 
If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So the first story we received here for episode 336 came from Jerry. Sandusky? Yeah, I bet you this probably is Jerry Sandusky. Hey, boys, now that I'm in prison, I don't really have a lot of shit to do, so I started listening to your podcast. Boys. Did he call us boys? Uh, no, he just wrote, D, do you ever go and hang out at the L.A. Zoo? <laughs> I'm sure Jerry Sandusky's been to the L.A. Zoo, checking out the boys. You've been to the L.A. Zoo? I've, not, I've never Is been Is that there. the one up by Griffith Park and the Gene, the Gene Autry Museum or whatever? Yeah, and like the observatory yeah, yeah, and all that. I, I literally, a, I, live like, I live like five minutes away from it. I've never been there. Yeah. As, as far as zoos go, it's pretty, it's pretty all right. I actually like zoos, but I feel a little creepy, like self-conscious hanging out at them by myself. You have to go with a girl. Like if not, you're just kind of like, you'd, you'd look like a pedophile. Like I, if I went there, well, yeah. I would look like a creepy pedo. Right, so you take a beard with you, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I need you take a disguise. Katie Holmes. You pay Katie Holmes <laughs> to be married to you for five years so you can go to the zoo and look at young children and animals. That's, why do you think Tom Cruise got married? <laughs> no, but anyway. I'm not a pedophile. I'm sexually attracted to the ostriches. Come on. I do okay. like zoos. I don't go to them very often. But every time I have been to a zoo, I've never seen any fucking cool shit. And you always read about cool shit happening in the zoo. Like, the, remember the tiger got out and mauled the, that kid in the San Francisco zoo? That would zoo? be quite frightening. Yeah, but that would be awesome to see. You know, I had, I, fr- I had a friend who told me, he always tells the story, or I have been estranged from him for a while, but he always used to tell the story where he was at the zoo and he saw one elephant shove its, t- tr- t- uh, what's it called, the trunk, into the other elephant's asshole, like three <laughs> feet, pull out a giant piece of shit, and proceed to put it in its mouth and eat it. And he said there was like 20 people standing there. Everyone was horrified, and it was like the greatest thing ever. That's amazing. See, that I've never seen anything cool like no. that. Every time I go to the zoo, you, you always think to go to the zoo during the summer, and then it's a really hot day. And all the animals are like, fuck off, I'm not doing anything. It's 100 degrees. And they're just like sitting under their rock. Or in their cavern. Not- yeah, or, yeah. or some, yeah, sometimes they, you can't enclosures. even see them because it's like, oh, they're back in their private area because it's so hot out. And you're like, can I get a fucking refund on my $15 admission ticket? I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you're not allowed to throw rocks or sticks at them. So they're just, no. they don't do anything. Like, it's I, not I China. Them, <laughs> I want to see them fucking or jacking off or like the monkeys jacking off. Like, I'd want to see something like that. Or but, tearing the shit out of a tree, even, or something like that, you know? Like just swimming something interesting. Or, yeah. or you read about, like, uh, you know, you, you, a, a little kid jumps in the polar bear tank, you know? And, and then some guy has to jump in there and save it while the polar bears are coming. It's like, I never see anything like that. No. Yeah, I know. And, but anyway, had I been to the LA Zoo this past week, I would have seen something really cool. Apparently, a baby chimpanzee was killed at the LA Zoo in front of 200 visitors. I guess uh, in Los Angeles, at the Los Angeles Zoo, a baby chimpanzee was killed by an adult male chimpanzee inside their exhibit on Tuesday as 200 visitors watched. Uh, 
Visitors reported seeing the adult attack the three-month-old infant, but workers could not stop the attack because it's not safe for them to occupy the same space as the chimpanzees. Well, don't they? Don't don't the workers have like the Star Trek Prime Directive? I mean, obviously the animals are in a pretty unnatural environment, but aren't you supposed to like let them do mostly what they would do in the wild? Well, I think they they try to simulate the wild, but I think if they were like you know killing each other, I think they would intervene and go in there and like taser them or something, don't they? <laughs> That's what happens in the wild. <laughs> wild of the jungle, baby. <laughs> So the baby's mother, a chimp named Gracie, gave birth on March 6th to a, a female infant chimpanzee. And this is the it's first... It's not an infant. An infant is a human. Okay, well, I thought, I thought an infant can apply. Isn't that cross-species? I saw some articles that also called this baby monkey an infant, and I have a problem with it. Well, the baby chimp's death is particularly heartbreaking for the zoo as it's the facility's first chimpanzee birth in 13 years. So that's why people are flocking to the L.A. Zoo, because they want a glimpse of the little baby chimpanzee. And People uh, love it. I mean, if you could have a, a whole zoo that was all baby animals, uh, you'd make you so would much totally money. undercut the normal zoo. Oh, my God. No one, no one cares about seeing the adults no. just sitting there sleeping. They want to see the cute babies. I don't want to see some fucking old tiger. I want to see a baby tiger. You know, when I was in uh, Berlin, I went to the Berlin Zoo. And uh, do you remember, like, back, was it 2005 or 2006? All the rage Newt. was Newt, the polar bear. Yes. Everybody I knew was going you were going to, to talk about Newt. Baby yeah. polar bear. Everybody wanted to see, see Newt. Well, go see He's Newt. He's dead, right? No, go see. And he died, actually. But he was still alive when I was there. Go see Newt now. Or when I actually saw Newt, he wasn't cute. And he was obviously, I don't know, like, distraught. I mean, the thing was just pacing back and forth, lifting its head up like a, like a kid with autism. You're looking at it, you're like, well, this thing is definitely not, not healthy. Yeah, there's, there's was it just wrong. was it was it very hard to get to see him? I mean, is he still a popular attraction? No, no one cared. There were like two people looking at him. And he's people, all dirty. whenever anybody complains about a zoo, uh, the animal rights cunts, they always mention the pacing. Yeah, like back that's and forth. the worst thing that could happen. Well, I pace around my house all the time. <laughs> if I could pace and do the podcast, I would. But I'm stuck to this computer. <laughs> I find it quite I find it quite relaxing to pace all around my house. Yeah, but I don't think the polar bears pace in the wild back and forth not in their tiny pacers. little twenty foot enclosure. <laughs> what do they do? They mostly kill baby seals. That's the, that's their <laughs> normal activity. I mean people aren't gonna like that either. I'm just saying people are hard to please these days. But babies, baby animals definitely would please the humans. Everyone that's one thing that pleases everybody is yeah. a baby animal. Aw. It's a little baby cobra. It's so cute. Oh, shit, it bit me in the eye, but it's still adorable. So the baby chimpanzee was gradually being introduced to the troop, which is one of the largest in the North American zoos. And there had been no indication of any aggressive behavior towards her. But chimpanzees can sometimes show surprising aggression. They're not all smiles and cracker jacks, those things. You know, everyone, as, we, as we've begun to find out in the re- most recent couple of years, right? Well, I mean, we've done those stories like, uh, what was her name, Charla Nash, that had her face gnawed off Completely by that one chimpanzee. Because, yeah. she had a new, because she had a new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, I mean, but, but people try to portray these as like these cute pets that you can have. They're practically human, really. They're like, they have the strength of six men. They can rip your face off and they rip your nuts off. They rip your balls off. Yeah, that happens too. That guy with the cupcake, remember that? Yeah, that was, that was in California. Story. Yeah. So chimpanzee behavior can sometimes be aggressive and violent, and the zoo is sorry that the visitors had to be exposed to this. Um, why, did, why, did they, why did they introduce the infant 
to the troop when there were all these people watching. That doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, they said that they were doing it over the course of like a month. Like it, and it, oh. and there had been no aggressive behavior, so everything was It wasn't was fine. like the first minute. No, this isn't the first time that they actually introduced the uh, chimpanzee to the actually larger troop. Hmm. Uh, studies and observations in recent years have shown that male chimpanzees often attack the small children of rivals, both in the wild and in captivity, especially if a desired female is involved. Though the relationship of the two chimps and Tuesday's attack was unclear. So what actually happened is based on... Are you guys dating? Well, it's casual. I mean, I I did rip her baby apart, but we're just keeping it casual. (laughs) Not really a dating thing. Just kind of seeing each other, but not exclusively. Just ripping her baby apart. You know how it is in the chimp world. Just getting getting rid of someone else's offspring so I can fill (laughs) her with my own seed. Um, It's unclear, the relationship. Based on visitors' observations here... Apparently, the mom was walking around with the baby, like, hanging from her, like, her teats, I imagine. They just, like, like hang from their, like, underbelly. That's then, what monkeys do, yeah. Out of the blue, a male adult chimp just, just ran over there really fast, snatched the baby, and just smashed it to death. Started throwing the baby around, and then just smashed it on, on like, a rock, the rock, like a big boulder. In front of like gruesome. Well, in front of, like, 200 people. I guess um, they said the mother was not quiet. There was a sobbing sound, very sad. She continued to sob for more than an hour before they took her away out of the enclosure. Chimpanzees sob? Apparently they can experience grief. Which I, know, I believe know that. that, but I, do they actually do like a, a crying equivalent? Oh, so, so, so they've noticed. You know, they're, they're going to observe the chimpanzee. Scientists are, are trained in, uh, in doing, trained scientists are doing research to find out how animals experience grief. And so they've been observing, they've been observing not only the chimpanzee's mother, but the chimpanzee's grandmother as well. We're both secluded in a separate room with the body of the infant chimp. Good God. What, what are they, Rick Santorum <laughs> of the chimp world? I guess uh, it helps the chimpanzee to grieve with the, uh, the dead infant, the dead infant chimpanzee. Yeah, I mean, Rick Santorum said the same thing, and he's a freak. Yeah, he brought, he made his whole family. Didn't they pose with photos? They all sat in bed with the the dead baby corpse. But in the wild, I think that's what happens. Is a chimpanzee will will sit, you know, for a period of weeks and grieve with its. They don't have funeral homes or morgues in the in the African jungle. <laughs> they said that's that zookeepers will decide how long she can keep it. I'd love to see them go in there. Maybe I I would go to the zoo and watch them take it away. That'd be kind of cool. Definitely bust out the tasers for that. Yeah, or that I like. You know what I like is that um, it's like a leash, but it's on a hard, rigid stick. <laughs> you just—it's like a lasso, isn't it? Yeah, you but, just kinda... but it's on. But instead of like a rope leading to the loop, it's like a hard thing. So you get it around their neck, and then you can like keep them away from you and sort of like shove them into the corner. You I love that. Drag thing. I wish her, I had one. You could drag her infant's corpse out of her prying hands. That would be great. Yeah, I and like then, that. Then you'll hear some sobbing. I, there's got to be a name for that thing. I don't know. Don't, don't dog catchers use those? We have to have a sick and wrong dog catching listener who knows what that thing is called. I'm sure or even somebody who works there. at the zoo. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what you use it for. You know, they should use that for juvenile delinquents. They should use it all over the place. I mean, I think it, it deserves much more widespread use. I, like I said, I want one for personal protection. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with the person once you've lassoed them? Just keep them away from me. Like if a homeless person, like a dirty, diseased homeless person comes up and asks me for my money or comes toward me because I'm going to get that thing around their neck and be like, no, I'm not giving you money and stay the fuck away. So they can't get beyond the stick. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's like giving me a radius of protection. 
So they said at the zoo on Tuesday, there are no aggressive signs whatsoever, but it's very common in the wild for males to kill the offspring of females that they're interested in, which seems to me to be a hell of a courting ritual. Um, but I guess well, it works. If, you, if you're trying to propagate your genetic material and not let other males propagate their genetic material, it makes perfect sense. No, I think it makes perfect sense in spreading your own seed, but I don't understand how it's going to arouse the woman. When you're, you know, smashing her offspring on a stone, like you know, crushing her offspring right in front of her. I don't think I don't think many animals have courting rituals. It's mostly rape when you get down to it. <laughs> um, in the wild, the male might kill babies in an effort to stimulate the mother so she'll breed with him. So I think they do oh, find it kind they of. They do say. Well, I wish you that know, worked. Women, women like the bad boy. <laughs> I always say but that. Don't you, don't you wish that worked? Like you could just go over to your, you know, this chick that you like and grab her annoying chihuahua and just like throw it out in the street and be like, let's fuck. Well, I, mean, I might not even go that far. But what <laughs> if I just like smash her shit? Like, you know, deflate all her tires with a knife. Like, hey, give me a blowjob now. <laughs> go kick her kitten in the face. Yeah. Blowjob? You know, maybe, maybe a house plant. Like, smash that on the sidewalk. I'm not really into the gruesome murder and, you know, animal and child cruelty as much as you are. But if it turned her on, I'm a sensitive soul. If if it heightened her passion, you'd be unwilling to go there? Well, I mean, it might heighten their passion if I shaved my disgusting beard, but I'm not doing that either, so I do have my limits. I always shave a heart in my pubes for that. They like that. (laughs) So I don't know, you know, I, I, I do kind of regret not going to the zoo. I mean, how would I have been able to predict an atrocity of this nature? But it, and then now I kind this of feel like... This is why you should be going every day. I know, I feel like I should go there every day. I need to overcome my, uh, my fear of looking like a pedophile and just go there, maybe by myself. You know, At this just point, hang you out. pretty much look like a, like a pedophile every day walking down the street. So what, what difference does it make if you're at the zoo? You want to know what the problem is, is I always wear a trench coat with nothing on underneath. I think I need Try. to put like a shirt and pants on underneath. And it won't be as bad. Well, I was going to say just start with just the pants. Just leave your chest bare with just the pants on. All right. Well, that might work. Start that slow. might work. Yeah. I don't know. And even sweat, sweatpants, you'll be able to get a boner in there. <laughs> you know, people will know. <laughs> they love that at zoos. So what do you have here for uh, the second story? Um, this one comes in from listener. Uh, he says, "Hey, D and Wacker, when will people stop? Sorry, when will people stop taking synthetic crap and just go for the real thing?" Hmm. I had an acquaintance of mine blow his brains out on this shite. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Scorch in Austin. Scorch. He says shite, but then he says he's in Austin. So, is there an Austin part of the United Kingdom? Yeah, would they use just... that term? I think he's just trying to be cool. Yeah, I mean we, we do this. We do the same thing once in a while. Yeah, so but he's already cool with a name like Scorch. Scorch. <laughs> I think that Scorch was like the enemy of the Kool Aid Man at one point during Scorch? our youth in the eighties. Yeah, like what would he do? Like heat up the Kool Aid and ruin it for everybody? He'd now he'd make you really thirsty because he's hot. And he's a burning piece uh, of flame, they, and then Kool Aid Man would come and cool you down. So Kool Aid Man would bash through Scorch's walls, and then yeah. like give everybody some Kool Aid. Which, which is like, the Kool-Aid man is making you drink his bodily fluids, which is a little weird. Yeah, but so did Jesus. Right. 
Scorch, <laughs> Scorch is kind of like Satan, right? I mean, Jesus fights against Satan, who lives in the fire down below our feet, in the in the crust under the crusts of the earth where hell is, and Scorch is kind of the same. But did the Kool Aid Man die for our sins? That's what I want to know. I kind of think maybe we haven't explored it, but I mean, you could do like a graduate thesis on it. Similarities between the Kool Aid Man and Jesus Christ, our Lord. If I had to choose, I would much rather wear like a big gold Kool Aid Man pendant than a cross. <laughs> would you go to worship a big gold Kool Aid Man every week? I could see myself doing that. Makes about serve as much Kool Aid. Well, it makes about as much sense as Christianity or Judaism, for that matter. <laughs> Plus, they have Kool Aid. Yeah, and, and and there's Kool Aid, which I do love. Uh, all right, here's the story. <laughs> we digress. Which never hey, happens. Well, he's, on the I show. like that this guy's from Austin. I'm going to think it's Austin, Texas. The story is also from Texas, uh, one of the greatest places in Texas, Waco, Texas. Wow, you know, there's no shortage of good stories that come out of that town. Home of the Branch Davidians. Yep. David Koresh. Koresh. The feds went in there and <laughs> burnt everybody to a crisp. He needed some fucking Kool Aid. Totally. <laughs> He's also sort of a Jesus character. Oh, boy. Yeah, but then everyone uh, would have been scorched. Yeah, they did get scorched. No, not enough Kool-Aid. There's a drug-fueled rampage that led a man to attack several people and chase around a, a neighbor while growling like an animal. Um, cops arrived at the home in Waco, Texas on June 14th after somebody called 911 to report that a man who was living in his house was going crazy. He had a, hmm. you know, he's a room, it's a roommate situation where I think there's several dudes living here. In this drug house. And one of them just is on a bad trip. He is on a bad trip. Michael Taron Daniel is the guy's name. He told his housemates, quote, that he was on a bad trip. <laughs> After he took something, uh, a synthetic drug called K2. Hmm. I mean, I've, I've heard of, I've never taken it, but I've heard of like ketamine and Special K, but this is something different. It's K2. But, but this sounds like, this is one of those drugs that they sell at, at the head shops. Like I don't They don't know. sell Special K at the head shops. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, spe- I mean, I believe you if you say it is, but I don't think it specifies oh, okay. that, that well, you got maybe. it from a head shop. Well, that, that's it does a- describe it later on, though. Here, let me describe it. Okay, all right. K2 is also known as Spice. I don't believe it lets you, like, fold time and space, like in Dune, but I would, I would go by that. <laughs> This is that would be a shitty, good high. This is some shitty ditch drug you buy at the head shop, maybe. <laughs> it's a mixture of herbs and spices. Once again, something I would buy if it was like on fried chicken. <laughs> but it's also sprayed with a compound similar to THC that I guess is synthetic. Which everybody knows the THC is, when it is, what, is what is in marijuana, I believe. It sounds kind of gross. Like you're just eating like oregano. I mean, you're probably smoking with this. THC. Don't you think it's kind of? It sounds to me like salvia. Like salvia makes you trip balls. You have a bad trip on that shit. This I is probably it, longer lasting salvia. I guess it would make sh- more sense that he's smoking it. I'd be the square, like shoving it in my mouth. Oh, it's gross. What are you doing, <laughs> dude? I just went to get the bong. I didn't want you. To- Bogart the whole thing down your throat. I always love people that, you know, you know, don't have much experience with drugs. You're just like, yeah, you're going to have to put it in your asshole. It's the only way to do it. I hope you know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, because they, they, you know, they have, you know, little experience. They're naive. There's the other cool thing when, when you have like speed, 
and somebody's like, oh, I, I do coke all the time. So they do that giant rail giant that's rail like speed. the size of a number two pencil. And you're like, oh, I do coke all the time. Just give it to me. Like, oh, my God. What are you doing? <laughs> like a well, week have later. have fun for the next two weeks. Yeah, they still haven't slept. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Drug talk with sick <laughs> So we did some of this K2 stuff, which is like herbs and spices, and you spray it with some THC or something. But uh, And he went nuts. Outside the home, he uh, assaulted, assaulted another guy who lived there. And uh, a neighbor tried to intervene. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> just call the cops and lock yourself in your home at that point. I would like, hi- yeah, I would hide upstairs and just videotape it. Although, it just sucks being a roommate of a guy like this. Because then you're just like, dude, come on. Now you're forced to deal. Yeah, now I mean, you're going to break my shit. Or, you know, this is something we had back in our druggier days, or I don't know if you were there, but you lived in the house, where, like, the guy, some guy's way too high on heroin, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? What Do I say something? And oh, the next yeah. thing you know, he's projectile vomiting, vomiting on the spaghetti TV. On, the, on the TV and the wall. No, the I carpet. remember that. <laughs> and he wouldn't clean it up, too. No, he can't clean it up. He's fucking so high. almost dead. Yeah, no, that, that, that pisses me off. But, you know, in those situations, though, you always hear people like, you know, your friend's tripping out, you're going to talk him down? I don't. I just leave. Mm-hmm. That's why you need multiple roommates. You don't exactly. want to be like in a two-roommate situation where the other guy's a horrible guy who can't handle his drugs. Well, you want to live with like eight dudes, and you can just be like, oh, sorry, bye-bye, I got to go visit my girlfriend. You guys take care of that. You know, and for all intents and purposes, I'd be the worst person to talk somebody down. I really would You're not be. as sensitive as, as most? Is that what you're saying? No, my caustic demeanor and my negativity. I'd probably get them to do something horrible. Probably. <laughs> and then you would videotape it. And then I would videotape it, yeah. It never happened to me. No? no I mean, well, you know, I mean, but the thing is, too, what always pissed me off about that is just like, you know, don't do drugs if you can't fucking handle them. Just true. don't do them. I had many a bad trip, and I always knew it, and I'm like, I'm going to go lock myself in my yeah. room, have a good time, guys. Don't mean to bring you down, but I'm flipping the fuck out. And you're like, I'm going to ride this out, and it's going to be done, but I'm not going to embarrass myself. I'm going to go walk around in the dark outside for like three hours. Okay, <laughs> bye. Don't Whatever you do, don't send somebody out for me because it's 4 a.m. and I'm not home in my bed. I mean, I'm just going to be circling the block. Don't worry. But that is the worst thing about college is because you meet all these new people and you have no idea. Like you, you don't have this experience, this history of drug taking with these people. So you have no idea who's going to flip out. Like these guys probably just live with this dude for a little while. How old is this guy? Mid-20s? Uh, I think it said he's 22 when yeah, exactly. I can find it. Something, something like that, yeah. So they probably have no idea how he's going to handle this. You know, someone probably is like, oh, dude, this spice, I heard it gives you a good buzz. Next thing you know, this dude's just like fucking PCP for him. Or, I mean, the other thing that happens is you do know that the guy that you're living with, like, I don't want to do drugs with that guy. He's a complete asshole. He's, like, (laughs) nearly insane anyways when he's sober. And you're just sitting there watching the TV, and maybe you've had, like, one beer, and he comes down the stairs all like, blah, just fucking smoked a bunch of salvia. And you're like, what? Oh, God. You can't, I mean, you can't control people. Or then, I remember I had a roommate in college. Every time he got high, he had to watch Pink Floyd's The Wall. (laughs) <laughs> it, 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 that movie's that's like just, that's just that's just run of the, uh, run of the mill annoying. It's just so fucking annoying. I'd be like, oh god, seriously. You know, we have one what TV is, it's in like here. Four hours long, right? And it's and I mean, it's a cool movie to see once, maybe once. twice, yeah. but like eighty times. 
No. And it's, and you have to be high to watch it. Like, if you're sober and he's high and you're being forced to watch it, it's terrible. Well, I just knew. I, I stopped getting high with him because I knew as soon as we smoked, you know, half a joint, he's like, you want to watch the wall? It's like, no. no <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we could sit here all night telling drug stories, right? Yeah, yeah let's, let's move but, on what, here. But what never happened? I mean, there's, there's worse things than forcing you to watch the wall, right? Like, you could freak out, start a fight with the neighbors, and then you could uh, get down on your hands and knees, start barking like a dog, chase that neighbor that you just attacked or tried to attack back into his house, and then you could focus on the medium-sized spaniel mix who belonged to one of your housemates <laughs> and start beating and choking it. Wow. Now that's a bad trip. I mean, we're not even talking about a scary German Shepherd that freaked you out or a Doberman Pinscher or a Rockweiler. Or a Rockweiler. It's, a, it's a Spaniel. It's got, like, long, floppy ears and a fuzzy face and, like, big brown eyes and a little stubby docked tail. And uh, so you start beating and choking it, which is bad enough, right? That's horrible. At that, point, at that point, I might say something like, dude, be cool. Come on. <laughs> Chill like- out, dude. Like the dog didn't do anything. To you. I always feel bad with animals when, the, when like you know, the animals around everybody's like high on hallucinogens, and then it's the animal that gets fucked with, and the well, animal doesn't know what's going on. You usually try and get it high, right? <laughs> or yeah, like they, the, they'll like the grow weed in its face. They really enjoy it or not? Do they? But, I, I highly doubt it. But I mean, it's especially when you're hallucinating. You're like, ah, oh, so soft, and you start like touching the dog and grabbing it. It's like the, the, the dog always gets fucked with. It's terrible. Well, dogs like to be pet, so they're probably into that. Yeah, but they're getting like probed and fingered, and and what is this Whoa, guy doing? Choking that's it? Different. <laughs> Somebody's fingering the dog's butthole. When people are high, you have no idea what they do. Love knows no boundaries. <laughs> we're all just we're all just stardust, man. I can fuck the dog. Don't worry about it. My finger. Well, you know, it went further. Like I oh, said, God. somebody's beating and choking the dog. I'm gonna step up and tell him to. Relax, dude. Mellow out. Hey, come on, chill happened? out, bro. What do you do when Daniel then, this guy, Daniel, he then takes a bite out of the dog, ripping pieces of flesh away and eating them. Police showed up to find Daniel sitting on the front porch with the dog's carcass in his lap. There was blood and fur around his mouth. Blood and fur on his clothing. Good God, man. That's just terrible. Remember, you okay, I'm sure everybody does remember, but the Miami cannibal, for yeah, weeks that, and weeks, all we've heard about is bath salts. Bath salts. About 30 or 40 memes a day on my Facebook page about, oh, bath salts, zombies, bath salts, the walking dead. Oh, have you seen this meme? Have you seen this little JPEG about the bath salts? Yeah, 50 fucking times. <laughs> Stop fucking posting it. It is over. And it turns out, it turns out, that the Miami cannibal who was shot by police, they did an autopsy on him. He had no bath salts in him. He had pot in him. Yeah, no PCP. It was marijuana. No it was pot. it. Pot. Marijuana. God. And as this guy also is doing some weird synthetic THC pot analog, God, you, people you think- need to shut the fuck up about the bath salts. And everybody smokes weed. So, you know, I can hear all the girls and the hippie dudes from my past talking about how but weed man is way better than alcohol nobody ever beat their wife on weed and weed just makes you like cool mellow makes you talk about stuff music's really cool you drive your car slow instead of fast and reckless 
Apparently, it also makes you eat things. Like, <laughs> like peanut people and dogs. Face. You know and what, dogs. I, what I don't understand? Whatever happened to, like, you get the munchies, you eat some peanut butter out of the jar? You know, oh, what, what, when, when did it, like, graduate to fucking eating a homeless man's face or a fucking live dog? Which I think is almost worse. You want to know what I think? I think it's the, tra- the trajectory through the years, the arc of history of pot, in that, like... An easy rider of the movie, you know, they smoke weed and they're just like, man, this makes me feel really cool. And weed is so enlightening. And then in like, you know, I don't know, what's another movie? Uh, whatever, something in the middle. Half And it was like, it was a little, yeah, like, uh, well, no. But I think, I feel like by the time we got to college and my friends who smoke pot now, when they have me smoke pot, it fucking blows you out. I think some comedian did this bit, right? Maybe it was Norm MacDonald or something. But, like, weed now is not some, like, little mellow thing that, like, makes you a little bit high and, like, giggle about stuff. Like, you smoke it and your fucking brain It's a mind-altering experience. It really is. That's the problem. You know what blows my mind about it? It's like you read all these statistics about how the U.S. has the lowest number of college graduates that are in science and lowest number of mathematicians, lowest number of engineers. But yet these fucking kids have this, like, chemistry fucking set... Of, like, yeah. growing, like, this hydroponic marijuana. You know, I mean... The, the, Jesse, they the Jesse Pinkman syndrome. Like, yeah. I'm a total dumbass, but I make this really good math because <laughs> my fucking high school professor showed me how. Yeah, but they, they know how to do that so they can learn. But yet, what? They, 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 they can't go to college? Become a chemist? Why? Just make really good weed and watch fucking SpongeBob. <laughs> but, so, what I, like, even the weed that I've actually smoked... Like I said, completely blows me out. And I'll have one hit and be super way too high. Crazy But I paranoid. think this next thing is now this, like, synthetic weed that you spray on some fucking bath salts and then you eat that or whether there's bath salts or not, who knows. Like, this is the next level. Like, oh, this weed that completely turns my brain into mush isn't good enough. I want something that completely puts me out of my mind and turns me into a cannibal. I- I'm just amazed that you're able to sell this. Like it just defeats the purpose of getting high. Getting high is supposed to be relaxing. You're not supposed to eat a fucking dog. No. You aren't. So when the cops got there, like I said, he was actually passed out, and he had blood and fucking fur all over him from this cute spaniel. <laughs> and uh, he, like, woke up as the cops were there. He asked the top officers to tase him or fight him to snap him out of the bad trip, man. They what do all asshole. the above. This is like the worst guy to do drugs with that. Did they give him the Rodney King treatment? I think they just, they took him to the hospital, you know, and they put him on whatever, vitamin C and strapped him to a bed till he came out of it. I bet you he did. That's the thing about people that are are bad at drugs is they forget that like, dude, it'll wear off. As shitty as it is, the the way to be good at drugs is to just keep as as out of your mind as you are. You got to keep that one little thing. Maybe even write it on a laminated card and put it in your wallet and be like, "Drugs wear off. Drugs wear off. Drugs wear off." And if you look at that card, you can make it through any bad drug experience. We, you know, what with this guy, this guy is probably going to be in the hospital. You know, maybe the next day he's going to wake up and just be like, "I did what?" <laughs> and then his roommate's going to be like, "Yeah, dude, you ate Spot. You ate my fucking dog, man. <laughs> I hate you now." <laughs> That's what uh, Springer Spaniels are called. Uh-huh. Spot. <laughs> you know what's funny is they let him out of the hospital, and he went to work the next day, and that's where the cops came to, pick, to, to arrest him. Where does this guy work? Oh, I'm trying to find it here. I'm thinking fast food. Long John Silver's? 
Sorry, I, I didn't Applebee's. underline it, so I'm at a, I'm at a loss here. I just know that he went to work. Taco Bell. He was treated and released, and he was arrested Monday at the Waco store where he works and was charged with cruelty to nine non-livestock animals. They just say store, the Waco store. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just wonder, like, it's like this guy is obviously in this psychotic state of mind. He's probably in a fuge. He probably doesn't remember anything that occurred. So when, when he wakes up the next day and his roommates hate him, like probably all his shits in the street, could he be Fuck like, yeah, dude, dude, if somebody like, ate my dog, I mean, I'm not going to get over that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could be like, oh, okay, I understand you're in like a temporary psychotic state. You weren't yourself that day. I'd be like, if you dude, you my ate my dog. Because you were drunk, yeah. <laughs> I might punch you in the face and then it'd be cool. But if you ate my dog, I don't think I could get beyond that. I don't know. Anyway. I'd probably bring a civil suit. Anyway. Even though pe- he, own, he owns nothing, I'm sure, of any value. People, I would just steer clear. Just, just go get normal marijuana, just go get normal weed. Something Even that, normal weed is too strong. Go get weed from like 30 years ago. <laughs> I think avoid weed that has a name like Spice or Tuscaloosa Thunderfuck or whatever it is. Just avoid that. Well, and just go for something. With, can you mix it with something? Can I mix like one grain of weed and like an entire cigarette? Maybe that would help. Yeah, that's how they do it in Europe, I think. Isn't that yeah. how they do it then? They like roll it up with uh, some I've tobacco. Hash. Yeah. And, I've, and I've also heard that hash is much more mellow, yet I'd never tried it. You know what? Just don't go, don't even use any of those. Just come to us and get some foie grass. That's what Flat you should be. Grant. <laughs> That's what you should be having. You should be abusing. All the cool kids are super fat because of <laughs> foie gras. People, you can go to com. Decide which story. Uh, one episode, uh, 336 here. Uh, Wackerly, we got a few phone calls. The Sigrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. I want to get to some of those Great. phone calls. We also got some emails if we have time. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is the number. You don't have to be drunk or high, but we prefer you to be when you call the hotline. And I think these people really were, if you think about it. I don't know if they were on Spice, maybe. So this, uh, the first call here is a guy, Big Papa Smurf here, who called, I think he called like a few weeks ago, and he was telling us about like some kind of crazy Texan firecracker. Well, he explains to us what it is. Hey, what up, Dan Lance? It's Big Papa Smurf again, man. I just wanted to let you, I want to give y'all some clarification on what. I love this dude's voice. I Does he wear I a, like a that. white hat, like the Smurfs? Or I guess Papa Smurf wore the red one, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I kind of, I don't know what he looks like. I picture this guy to be a big dude, like Notorious B.I.G. or something. Oh, of course. Just listen to him. He sounds enormous. Yeah, he just sounds like a big dude. But I just, I love that, like, laid back, like, what's up, man? I'll tell you what, I'm going to do you, this, you man. Can't, you can't pull that off. With your body and face. <laughs> I just, I don't sound intimidating when I'm like, what's no. up, Dean Lance, man? I just can't do it. I don't no, know. No, you sound like you're, you're like faking it. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's contrived. All right. Some of the things is Mad Dogs is a firecracker. I think, 
I've only seen them in Tennessee, man. It basically just imagine a bunch of little mini sticks of dynamite on one fuse. Damn. That's what it is. It just, it just continues to pop for like five minutes straight, man. And it's loud as hell, though. And another. It's like a thing, black hat. Yeah, didn't we in Indiana? I remember you could get black cats. There's just a string, but they're huge. I mean, there was like you know three thousand of them rolled yeah. up. You, you get just, an entire brick. It's the same thing, and they're all strung together. And you you can either light them individually, you can twist them off, or you can just light the whole thing. Which is once you get past a certain age, obviously I'm lighting this whole fucking thing off at once. It's it's best to do it while camping and just chuck the whole fucking thing Throw into in the, the fire. fire. Yeah. yeah, that that's good for a loft. Black is a, like a cigar it's got like a it's like got a plastic tip on it some of them got wood tips i like them better but anyway so he was talking about a uh, black i think it was like the cigar is it like a blunt is that what he was smoking he said it's like a cigar with the the plastic tip so some some swisher sweets have the plastic tip he said some of them are wood i remember when uh i was in high school we used to smoke we called them tijuana smalls Did you ever see those no. They're like some kind of thin cigar, <laughs> but they had like that, but they had like that plastic tip, and you look sophisticated. Or we thought we looked sophisticated when we smoked a Tijuana small. It tasted like Would you shit. Put weed too. in it, or just smoke it on its own? No, we smoked it on its own. I, you know, we, yeah. they, I was in high school right when like the Chronic came out, and I had never right. even heard of a blunt at that point. It never even yeah. occurred to me that you could open up a cigar and shove marijuana in it and make a blunt. I mean, we were all joints, but I never even read. Yeah. The thought of a blunt was completely foreign to me. I've never had a cigar that I really enjoyed. I, you know, I don't like the smell of them. I like, I love the smell, but I don't like smoking. And people, you know, I've probably had 10 in my life, maybe less than that. And, you know, it's a novelty. It's funny. You got a big turd-looking cock in your mouth. What do you but think? It's, of- not, it's not really good. I mean, I like to smoke a cigarette and just draw it way into my lungs. You know, it's the worst thing you can do to your body. But the whole point, you know, the whole thing with the cigar is how you're like, well, don't inhale it. Just sort of put it in your mouth and breathe it out your nose and taste the smoke. Like, this isn't giving me a giant nicotine buzz. Wackily smokes a cigarette in two drags. <laughs> no, no. I know people who do. I'm done. <laughs> no, um, but you know, you know the thing is with cigars that that you're going to have to get used to is most of our clientele when we get into the foie gras dealing business probably smoke right. smoke cigars they're upscale yeah. so i think you're well, going to have to fake pe- it those are the people who like sort of these very fatty buttery foods you know because they can't taste anything else and the end the, they get these cuban cigars that they import i love the foie grass what do you think it of women who so smoke good. cigars whatever do whatever you want but you look like an idiot <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> Thank you, Big Papa Smurf, there for the clarification. It's better than girls who dip, which oh, I've that's also the worst. encountered. Um, the second call here, I think, is probably one of the most imaginative descriptions of the show, sick and wrong, that I've ever heard. Hello, uh, I just returned home from the bars after a long night of socializing and spending money on people that I don't care to socialize with um, and I found a cryptic note what the hell does this guy do at the bar he just goes in there he doesn't like anybody but yet he buys everyone drinks this, I mean I would I, we could go on and on about this I mean I, I like to buy my friends drinks 
I buy around, you buy around. Well, that's I buy you, you something funny that you don't want to drink, like a kamikaze, and watch you drink it. Uh, but I think what this guy's doing is maybe the kind of guy who goes and buys girls drinks, thinking that they're going to go home with him, which doesn't really work, does it? You know, I don't know. For me. I always wondered. I've never been that guy, but I've always wondered if that works. If you're like the guy that buys a drink for like two hot chicks at the end of the bar. The you know, other end of the bar, not even next to you. Yeah, and you just kind of like, hi. It's like something Don Draper would do in Mad Men, and that would totally work for him. But well, think- and that was going to be my second point, or my, or my follow-on, was that the girl, if she sees you at the bar and she thinks you're fuckable, is going to want to fuck you. It doesn't matter if you buy her a Bud Light. Yeah, but it's good to Which have is, a I little... Because I mean, any girl seeing Don Draper at the bar is going to want to fuck him. Right? But it's a little good to have a little social lubrication. I yeah. don't know. I'm not I... against buying a girl drinks at the bar, but I like that's not my entree, right? I'm not sending it down or, or hey, can I buy you a drink? I think if I did that, if I ordered a drink for a girl or something or walked over and brought two drinks to a girl, they'd be like, you roofied this. <laughs> I like to buy him two drinks. Like, you can drink this one and throw this one in my face. <laughs> How about that? I like I'm just a very walk sensitive over there. guy. I plan ahead. I like to just walk over there with like four drinks and be like, no, these are all for you because <laughs> there's no way this is going to happen unless you don't drink all those. <laughs> uh, barkeep, could you get uh, 16 Jägermeisters for the blonde at the end by the jukebox? If I had unlimited funds, I would definitely do that. Right, let's uh, see hello, what... ma'am. Uh, these 16 Jägermeisters come from that uh, <laughs> ugly gentleman down there. I would do one of those, like, finger waves. Yeah. <laughs> hello. All right. Let's, let's see what happened. He found a cryptic note on his refrigerator when he returned home. My refrigerator had asked, one, do you like podcasts? And I thought to myself, um, fuck no. And then it said, <laughs> well, if so, or if not, do you like shows where people that people have guests that uh, frequently call up and berate the host for being gay and I said no no not really <laughs> no, who does something like that um, and they said well three do you like calling and leaving messages that may be heard by no one and I said well you know you bet you bet sweet Willie Nelson's braided pews I do and it said well, if you answered yes to one of those three questions, call this number and David Bowie will appear as the Goblin King and tickle your balls from behind. So I'm uh, I'm waiting with my fingers crossed. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> his roommate write the note or was his alternate personality? I don't think there was a note. <laughs> I, think, I think he just made that up in his drunken state of mind here. But... But okay, let's let's suspend our disbelief and say that there is a note. Who wrote the note? And why? Like I said, was the note even on the refrigerator? Evil Gollum, and then there's good, nice Gollum, and I think Evil Gollum wrote it. I think his roommates are fucking. You know, dude, I would be really nervous about living in that house. I don't know what else they're doing to you. If they're writing cryptic, weird notes like that on the refrigerator, they're probably putting their dick in your yogurt. You know, <laughs> they're probably doing something. I would be I would be nervous about that. Where are they? Yeah, like I mean, it, the bars have closed. Everybody should sort of converge back, unless they're getting laid, which is doubtful. I'm picturing this guy probably lives on his own in his studio apartment, and he's uh, he actually really does like podcasts a lot. <laughs> he sounded like Doctor Steve Rule for there for a second, which I liked. Yeah, that, that did sound kind of cool. 
So I'm listening to a podcast. And I sound like it. it's all right. Drown Drangus and <laughs> other guy, other guy plays the podcast, man. I saw a note on the refrigerator that said, do you like podcasts? I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, uh, who doesn't like podcasts? <laughs> so here's this chick that uh, called here. That, um, mm, I a think, lady. I a think, lady of the evening. I think this lady is, I think this lady has a sexual attraction to you, Wackerly. And I think mm. the reason being, it's, it's one of those sexual attractions where she's frightened of you. But yet, her fright heightens her passion. That's what happens when you try and get with a badass foie gras bootlegger <laughs> with a fucking sordid history. Hey, sick and wrong. Here's Ezzy. Um, I've been a longtime listener, but this is the first time I ever called. Um, I'm a freshman at University of Mich- um, not University of Michigan, University of Munich in Germany. Um, Those are quite different. It's, it's like another <laughs> fucking country there. <laughs> freshman, though. Jesus, what is she, 20? I don't get how... Uh, she doesn't have like an accent, like if she goes in Munich. She must be one of those Americans who are studying abroad. She's oh. clearly an American. Come on. I know, but I mean, it's like who you study abroad when you're usually like a junior. Who does it when you're yeah, a freshman? Not a freshman. Yeah, She's no, an overachiever. It's weird. That's what kind of woman likes me. The overachiever. She's going to graduate in one year. And I wanted to say I love your guys' show. I mean, it's it's great, it's fantastic, it's really entertaining, and I've religiously listened since nearly day one. You guys actually got me through high school. Anyways, I'm calling about episodes. Think how weird that is. Like, we've been on so long that people probably started listening in, like, eighth grade, and then they've graduated high school and moved on with their lives, but yet we're still doing the same shit. She was probably born in, like, 1995. God. Honestly, right? <laughs> I could drink. I could drink by the time that she was born. Probably. Um, I don't yeah. like it when people listen to us religiously. Why? Because everybody should, we should be subscribing to the religion of the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? You know, does I think about that? Didn't Jim Jones have a Kool-Aid man thing going on? He did. Actually, it was Flavor Aid before everybody starts calling in. But do you think he wore a Kool-Aid suit and came out and was like, hey? Kind of. He yeah. kind of had that voice. I think he had a big purple thing, and there's a purple flavor of Kool-Aid, right? He had what a was purple the, robe. What was the Kool-Aid voice? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> That's Fat Albert, right? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> what you talking about, Raj? <laughs> that was a comedy. It's oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, that's what it was. That's yeah, it was, oh, yeah. And he'd come in oh, and bash yeah. the wall. And just like, it's kind of like the, Randy, to, the Macho Man Savage. And then you had to drink its body, which is just weird. Like Christ. So That's why I scribe. Yeah. Four? Oh, sorry. What the fuck, Wackerly? The sperm story about the squid? I mean, oh, my God. It was so nasty. This is the first episode that I actually had to stop and not listen to the episode to the completion. I mean, no. Nuh-uh. Wackley, next time you better give a disclaimer. Anyways, keep it sick, keep it wrong, guys. Love you. Ciao. I think I did say that that was clearly the most disgusting story and was going to win before I read any part of it. Yeah, I think you did. a pretty good but, disclaimer. But she didn't finish listening to your completion, though. <laughs> Some women can't. It's too much. <laughs> Just stop. I need to get it myself a cab home. Oh, really? You can spend the night? No. No, I must leave. It's too much pleasure. I'm reading through the lines here, but I think this girl's actually scared of sperm. 
And it's something she needs to get over. You're, you're a freshman. You're a young girl. You probably lost your virginity. You probably had sex maybe once. You probably had one sex partner so far in As high a school. freshman, has she done the lesbian college experimentation yet or not? Does that happen in junior, sophomore year? It definitely happens. I think it happens in high school with a lot of these girls, which I really? actually find. Yeah, I find that Not quite in our, regrettable. In our time, it was college for sure. Well, in our time, it was college, but I think now. Now it's high school. Yeah, now these girls are their loose morals. They just go and hook up with each other and make out, and you know who knows what happens behind those at those 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 high school parties. But this one, this girl right here, I think she's she's probably had limited sexual interaction. She's in college now. I think she's saying she's scared of squid sperm, but really she's scared of wackerly sperm. Mine specifically? Well, men's in general, but definitely yours. I think men's in me, male sperm in general. Right, male, male sperm. Sperm. <laughs> sperm in general, Squid human sperm. sperm in general. But I think your sperm in particular. Well, what am I what am I going to do? She's in Munich. Yeah, I know, I know. I know that's just true, go, but just go find a nice non-threatening Hans or Gunther or whatever and just, you know, do uh, aversion therapy. Just get it all over yourself you know, as much as possible day after day after day and you'll be fine with sperm. Well, what's funny about most girls is like it, in, in general, most girls, I mean, I'm lesbians excluded here, but most girls have had a load on their face at least once or twice. I always find that funny. You walk around, you're like, that girl's had cum all over her face at least once. Not bukkake, Amount of cum. I'm just, just saying, one like, load. yeah, you know, one load of cum. Like so, your mom. Exactly. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. So, I mean, it might be from a squid. It might be from Wackerly, but just get over it. All right. Here's the last, uh, the last call. And this, this is funny because it's talk about ad nauseum. I mean, how many times have we talked about the fucking Reach Around Foundation on the show? And explained what it is. It's like a it's parent- called, our, our new venture is called the Not Funny Diarrhea Club. Okay. Yeah, I know we're, we're beyond reach about obscure, not real organizations. From now on, <laughs> Not Funny Diarrhea Club, foie gras smuggling syndicate. What What I like about this guy, though, this guy who's probably listened to countless shows of Sick and Wrong, is actually taking us literally on this. Like we we're liter- like literally that there's an organization called the Reach Around Foundation that sponsored Sick and Wrong for a period of episodes. Right, but are we getting into one of these who's trolling who situations? <laughs> you never know, right? You never know. You, ne- uh, you never well, listen, know. We, we live in a postmodern society where you never know who's trolling who. Well, be the judge of it. Here, listen to this guy. Okay. Hi guys. I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening since maybe podcast five, and uh, I was kind of bored, and I started listening to your shows over again from the beginning, and then I... Uh... That is frightening. So this yes. guy listened to every show, Another and now time. he started again and started listening to the shows. Good Lord. I couldn't do that. Remember that you guys just have a sponsor called the Retron Foundation, and in one of the podcasts, you guys mentioned what it is that they do. And from what I understand, they would bring animals to sick kids in hospitals or something like that, a petting zoo. And then I was thinking, why the hell would you guys have something so out of context and off topic compared to your actual show, you know, sponsoring you guys? I mean, I don't get it. And then I started thinking, maybe it's something that, like, was organized by Wackerly. I feel like Wackerly might do something like that out of the warm soft part of his heart 
and then maybe it didn't go so well. So Rather than the calcified plaque not- part, that's <laughs> the result of too much foie gras consumption. That's where the, yeah. fe- the feelings exist in the inner core that hasn't been hardened yet. I love how he assumes it's you. It's like D. Simon's black tar heart would never do something like that. So I, I'm like, fuck the sick children. I'm not going to bring them barnyard animals. Whereas well, you're surprised. I mean, clearly I'm the more caring individual. <laughs> that's why you get all the ladies. Sponsoring you anymore, but really the whole thing just kind of got shut down. But yeah, so can you tell me a little bit about that? All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> What's I the tell? Even, how many times have we talked about the fucking Retron Foundation? Lots I don't even know. I mean, well, I mean, in the course of history, lots of times. Recently, probably not much. You know, the Retron Foundation. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I'm laying the cards out on the table. The Retron Foundation was a venture. It was a nonprofit venture by me and Wackerly. Like we were going to do this because actually I still think it's a brilliant idea. You As know, do I? Except although we've like given away all the background information at this point. Well, you know, I would of- love to see someone do it and cash in on it and then kick us down a donation for giving you the idea. A finder's fee, a vig. Yeah, a finder's <laughs> fee. But uh, anyway, the, the 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 thought process behind it is people start a nonprofit and you just get a shitload of money from the government. Like they just give you money. We, okay, we're being honest. Yeah, we yeah. knew all these people who work for nonprofits, and it's like, oh, I work for a nonprofit, and the ch- women's panties just become like fucking soaked, like the fucking it, you know Atlantic Ocean. But then you talk to them, and you're like, oh, well, you know, what do you make? Well, I make like eighty five thousand dollars a year working at this nonprofit. It's like, wait a minute. You're making it sound like you volunteer your time and you're living in like poverty and working with sick kids. And granted, you are working with sick kids, but you make a fucking kick-ass wage. You make, yeah, you're, you own, make, you're, you're, you're your own boss, and you like just do whatever you want. And I, th- I think that's what well, I think that was the uh, the motivators because we're like, what the fuck, dude? These people can just do whatever they want, work on their own. We're time. gonna start a nonprofit, and we want to pay taxes because we're a nonprofit organization. All nonprofit means is that all the money gets paid to somebody, and that might be you. And, and you're in a tax shelter because you're nonprofit. So I think yeah. what, what our plan was is we didn't actually want to do anything. So we were going to well, hire... We, like, wanted, we wanted to do something we liked, and we like petting barnyard animals. And we like retarded people. We're looking well, at retarded people maybe, and yeah. mocking retarded people. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to have a bunch of high school and college interns, quote-unquote, just, that was the other thing. We weren't actually going to do anything ourselves. Oh, we were going to cash the checks. We are going to be the around in the money. Like the Scrooge directors. McDuck. Yeah, we are going to yeah. be the directors of the Reach Around Foundation. And then uh, send these high school kids with some a goat and a pig or something. Go to like a, a big retard trailer. hospital or something. With hay. Maybe a llama. They'll throw the hay in the parking lot and let out the three animals and like put a rope fence up. Yeah. I, I actually think, I mean, if I was a really sick kid in the hospital and they were like, hey, we're going to wheel you out in your wheelchair and there's like a fucking goat and you get to pet it and feed it little food pellets. Like you obviously can't go to the zoo where the petting zoo is because you're sick as fuck. You're about to die of cancer. You need to like, like put back on the dialysis machine in five minutes, but you can go to the parking lot and pet a goat and like talk to a duck. That'd be pretty awesome. I mean, it was a benevolent idea. I mean, we we're doing it out of the goodness of our hearts to, you know, we we're compassionate about this. It just never really got off the ground. And, and, and the idea of the, the name behind the company is reach around. You're reaching around the animal and giving it a hook. 
So it's like and a retarded. And, you know, we, yeah. and us as the directors of the nonprofit are giving a collective hug to all the sick children. Although I don't really want to touch them because they're kind of gross. Yeah, they're gross. Yeah, like I don't like to. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of. But it would have, <clears> and I could even picture the logo is like two arms surrounding, you know, the name of the company with the hands gripping. And, and maybe arms. like a goat head and a retarded kid, like Down syndrome kid, like laughing or smiling or something. You do know. You do realize, D, that retarded people and people with Down syndrome aren't like trapped in the hospital so that doesn't even it's not retarded down syndrome kid it's like kids with like palsy and cancer okay well no i understand like the terminally ill like these you know the, the children's hospital i think that works too but i'm sure there's like the really severely retarded that have to live in a home yeah but they can go to the pet the real petting zoo it doesn't need to come to them yeah, but I mean, we could make money off of that, though. We could go. <laughs> I'm sure, like, the hospital would be like, you know what? I don't want to get a I'm short bus. About, I'm talking about the kids with, like, the heart on the outside of their skin and, like, they're <laughs> born without a spine, that sort of thing. All right, I'm using retard as an umbrella term to encompass all of them. <laughs> Nobody uses it like that. Only you. But fine, we know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's the Reach Around Foundation. I think we've explained it, like, 20 times here over the course of six years that we've been doing this show. It but didn't really exist, but it was a real idea. And it was a real idea that predated this podcast. Yeah, like, no, we were, we just wanted to do that in, like, God, the early 2000s. I don't know why we should have. We should have done it. I but. think I think when we figured out that we would actually have to leave the apartment and not just smoke <laughs> cigarettes and turn the computer on, uh, like, like, that's how, you know, we could do the podcast with just smoking and drinking and turning the computer on, but this whole nonprofit thing, we'd have to go, like, fill out some forms at the, you know, whatever state department, the tax We'd office. have to acquire the animals. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a little interview, more work. Interview a co- high school kids and yeah. buy a truck. A little more work than we were willing to uh The idea to do. died on yeah. the vine. Like but it was a good idea. Anyway, people, call the Sigurong hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, if you aren't already listening to the show via iTunes, I don't know how you're listening to the show. I mean, you might go to the website and download it right there, but if you do that, you're an asshole. You really should be going to iTunes and subscribing to the show, rating, and giving us a favorable comment, because that helps us out. It gives us great exposure. So, uh, you know, I haven't checked it recently, but uh, there's some people, some people that are very witty that listen to the show. Rapier wit, I'd say. Rapist wit? Rapist wit. That's what uh, people that listen to the show have. And you see that in the comment section of the, uh, the podcast. So people go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, rate the show, give us a comment, and uh, you're, you'll be helping out sick and wrong. Now moving on to the t-shirt situation. The t-shirt situation, here's an update. It's, uh, it's critical. <laughs> t-shirt update. Sick and wrong quad OTs are uh, slowly being phased out. And uh, we're, we're bringing in the new Sick and Wrong design. I know I, I have a few people that have ordered some T-shirts. I have like four extra large T-shirts left at the moment. Um, I'm going to fulfill the orders we have remaining. Uh, people, if you want a Sick and Wrong Quad OT, email me first before you order one. And let me know if I still have your size available. Let me know what size you want, and I'll, I'll check in with you to see if I have your size available. But if not, hold off a couple weeks because we're going to have new T-shirts probably by the end of the month. And uh, you'll have the new hip and cool, sick and wrong design. If you're walking around with the old t-shirt and you don't, it's your only one, you're kind of square. It's cool if you have the newer one, but you're, you're just wearing the old one to be retro. But if people realize that, like, oh, he's only wearing that one because that's the only one he has, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. Be, you know, girls are going to see right through that, man. Yeah. Like, they, they really will. 
But uh, so, you, so you want to just order every sick and wrong shirt. And the fact of the matter is, we've had so many now that you can almost wear one for every day of the week. You definitely could. No, no, maybe not definitely. <laughs> There's only five. And then you'd be cool. Then you'd be cool. Go to sickerwrongpodcast.com slash store and uh, order your Quarto tea. Or email me and, and I'll check in with you to see if we have your size available. Sick and wrong song of the week came in from Uncle Ian. I don't think he's really our, our uncle. Maybe. I know. He's from West Sussex. Estranged uncle. UK. He says, hey, Dan Lance, this is Uncle Ian. You may remember I called a few weeks ago about shagging that Welsh bird up the ass. Thanks for reading it out. I love how I he says, I called a few weeks ago. Thanks for reading it out. There's a difference between using the, the telephone device versus the email device. Um, but anyway, in Wales, they're all the same. Well, wait. Is, the bird was Welsh. He might not be Welsh. Oh, Yeah. The I would argue that if he was Welsh, he wouldn't say, I fucked a Welsh bird. He would just say, like, <laughs> when I have sex, I don't be like, oh, I had sex with this American girl the other day. I mean, that would sound odd. Do they have computers in Wales? Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> I have a joke about that. Something about a cow or a sheep. I don't know. I just picture Shetland ponies. It. I don't know why. Like, it's, they is that just where they come from? Ride Shetland po- I don't know. Maybe. It's when it makes they sense have computers. to me. What, what else is there to do in Wales except jack off to internet porn? Well, fuck toothless birds. <laughs> um, anyway, please bend over and pull your cheeks apart so I can blow some smoke up your American assholes. Great show. Love it to bits. Doing a great job, et cetera, et cetera. I've attached a track which you may like to play as your song of the week. The Stranglers. Bring on the new bios. It's all about fucking young stranglers. girls. Perfect for your show. Actually, I do love The Stranglers. Um, one of my favorite Stranglers songs is Peaches. That was used in um, Sexy Beast. Good movie. Yeah. Bring they, on the they, new bios. They're prominently featured on my iPod. Yeah, Bring on the new bios is a great song. Pretty sure you haven't played it yet. I've gone back and re-listened to some of your old episodes. I'm up to 229 where you had that young intern Leslie on. I forgot about that girl. Remember that? We had an intern for one show. Who was she? <sighs> I vaguely remember she was visiting town and she came in and sat in on the show or something. But we had her do all this stuff. Like, she had to fetch us beers and, like, didn't she? I don't did, remember getting any sexual favors. No, I don't remember anything sexual, unfortunately, regrettably. But I, I do remember we, we should have more interns on. Hot young interns. That's what being a podcrafter is all about. The interns. They probably listen to that episode and figure out that it's a bad idea. Yeah. Listening to some of the stories again is great. It's a bit like watching Pulp Fiction. You notice more the second time around. Maybe no. I've just got too much time on my hands. You I'd do. Ag- I agree with that. You have way too much time. He says, if you haven't seen it yet, you guys need to watch the new Sasha Baron Cohen movie, The Dictator. It's no. so wrong on so many different levels. Absolutely hilarious. Keep up the good work, Uncle Ian. You know, I don't know about that. Sasha Baron Cohen, what, 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 at what point... Can he not do it? Is he too famous that he can't do his shtick anymore? This point. I mean, the whole, the whole, the new movie is, is a, is a scripted movie. He's, he's realized that he can't do the sort of guerrilla ambush interview where the guy doesn't know that he's being clowned type thing. That's, that's the thing. That's why, I I mean, then it comes across as being, you know, disingenuous because you are, you watch it. You're like, okay, this is all scripted. So why watch a movie like that? Then why wouldn't well, he just make, you know, well, a... He, th- he thinks that because I'm a great comedic actor. And now the, the question is, wait, are you a great comedic actor? Or are you just the guy who's willing to be an asshole to people to their face? And I kind of think that the 
the latter is the case. But I mean, I wonder how many people when he dresses up in one of his outfits and he, or costumes, and he goes up to somebody and they're like, hey, what's up, Sasha Baron Cohen? How you doing? Like, I mean, what, what do you do at that point? Then your whole shtick is, is well, exposed. Well, then that interview is over. Yeah. And, and it's not just that, right? It's people may recognize you. And at the same time, people are just more aware of that kind of shit. Even if they don't recognize you, people but are more aware. But it's been done like, so many times. Yeah, it's been done so many times. Because Sasha Baron Cohen, let's face it, ripped off Tom Green. Tom Green was the first person to really do the, like, I'm going to go up and ask people ridiculous, shitty, embarrassing questions, and they're not going to know how to react. That's true. No, exactly. I don't know. I've, I've, I like the movie Borat. Uh, I thought Bruno had its moments. But I was already kind of done with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen at that point. The Dictator, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to do it for me. It's it's it's, it's kind of like see, I actually didn't see any of those movies. I put it in the same camp as Russell Brand's new show, Brand X. I saw an ad for that while I was in a hotel because I, I mean, don't have cable at home. But uh, what level of interest do you have in watching that show? Is there a level that represents like your penis is inverted into your body <laughs> and you become a vagina? <laughs> That's the level. The hermaphroditic level. That's, that, that's my level of interest in watching that shit. I, watched, I, I saw a couple trailers. I'm like, who cares? Like, I, I just, I'm just not... I liked Russell Brand at it's one point. It's not that I don't care. It's that he physically... Not, not, his, not how he looks physically, but I have a physical reaction to hearing him talk and do jokes that I become ill. <laughs> it makes He's you just wanna... so unfunny and hacky and just... Utterly stupid. Just makes you want to eat a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, uh, Uncle Ian, for sending in that fine, fine song. We're going to end the show here. Second wrong song of the week. The Stranglers bring on the new Biles. People will be back next week with episode 337. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night. I want to love you like your dad and be your superman. I show you things you've never had and hold your little hand.
was you I'm high beneath my zip Bring on the new eyes Bring on the new eyes I go crazy for ya Crazy for ya Crazy for ya Crazy for ya Hello? Hey Bob, dude, I'm totally sorry but the, it didn't sound good No, you are sorry <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you... motherfucker <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah. Can we can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For it just didn't come out that that good that time. So okay. Okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do um. Actually, we're gonna do uh. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With uh, <laughs> D and Lance. So this. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay. You right. ready? I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan, a.k.a. Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. <laughs>